Hi everyone, welcome to the Dark and Twisty Sisters podcast. We are Shane and Lisa, your Dark and Twisty hosts. Please join us as we get up close and personal with each other and our incredible guests. So today, our guest is um, my sister, Laura, who I have known since birth. (laughs) Um, So yeah, Laura's my sister. Um, We're 10 years apart. So I turned 40 this year and Laura turns 50 this year. So I'm sure we'll touch on that. But um, the reason I wanted to have Laura on is because, um, how can I say this? Laura's had a very interesting life and she's very strong and has overcome a lot of adversity and is coming out the other side a lot stronger than I think a lot of people have probably given her credit for. And I think... um, there's lots that she can talk about and hopefully today we'll talk about a few things and it will give people um, hope and inspiration that they can get through tough times and come out the other side stronger and better for it. So yeah, that's probably the nicest thing I'm ever going to say to you. Oh my God, Lisa, are you going to cry? I'm so glad glad it's on record. (laughs) Mum will be listening to this and she'll be like, what is going on? I'm just going to keep playing it back. (laughs) She does love me. She does love me. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so, yeah, that is coming on, on repeat. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's always a worry for an older sister that the, the your younger siblings don't like you, that they think you're really mean. And I shouted at her an awful lot to get out of my bedroom, get off my stuff. And, oh, she was only tiny, bless her. But uh, she knew how to fight back. <laughs> Yeah, as I've got older, I think I've stuck up for myself a lot more, I would say. But um, (laughs) yeah, so yeah, yeah, so I guess, I mean, you've heard our podcast, we don't really come armed with thousands of questions. But I guess, like we've just said, there's quite a few things you could talk about. Um, Mm. I think there's a lot. Sorry. So people really connect, you know, you can, when people listen to them, you can really connect to some if not you know all of the things that other people um have to say and it's like I said to you the other day it's just really refreshing because it's real women talking about real life and you know like not oh my god my flight to Aspen's been cancelled I think about Like, honestly, I was listening to Leanne's podcast in the garden on Sunday, and because because you said shit face, I couldn't stop laughing. Sat in my garden, laughing my head off because you (laughs) used the phrase shit faced. (laughs) We don't we don't pull any punches, do we, Shay? We just say it how it is. Oh God, no, we're terrible. And I forget, like, if I've been a guest on somebody else's podcast, I'm just like I am on here, and I'm like. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear or say things like that, but too, yes, yeah. late. too late. Sorry. Yeah, plenty of swearing with our Lisa. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm terrible, especially when, um, well, we'll talk about it, but especially when I've had a drink. But um, yeah, but yeah. Um, so I guess, like I said, there's a lot you can talk about mental health and um, mm. alcohol is quite a recurring topic in our in our podcast yes. because obviously I've had issues with alcohol in the past Shay's over well over a year sober now um so and, and obviously you can talk about how you're you're sober now so I guess I don't know if you want to start from start from well, the beginning yeah, well, so just give us a little bit of background about Laura so I um I'm 50 this month on the 29th 
Um, I have got four beautiful, incredible children, all of different ages. Um, I had my daughter, um, I got pregnant when I was 16 and had her when I was 17. And, you know, that was really, really tough. And uh, then I had the other two, Autumn and Isaac, very close together. That was also very tough. Um, and then Emily is only 12. So being an older mum has, you know, manifested lots of other problems as well. Mainly when we were having a grass fight the other day and I couldn't run. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I got a bra, a bra full of grass. <laughs> oh, bless you. But, um, yeah, and, you know, my life is really, really fabulous at the moment. I am so happy, which has been a, such a long time coming, and I've worked so damn hard at it. And, you know, I've tried all different things. Um, but the one thing I realised in the end that, you know, all, although therapy and psychiatrists and everything, I mean, they're great. I fully endorse it. They can help. But it, there's a real need inside. You have to want to change the things that make you unhappy. But you also have to retrace the things that made you unhappy and, and deal with them. Um, and I think once you've done that, then you can start to progress. But I'm so happy at the moment because I'm just so focused on the next 50 years of my life because I'm going to punish everybody and live to way over 100. <laughs> so, I'll be the one I'll be the one looking after you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I honestly didn't think I'd get to 30, never mind 40. And I mean, 50 is a miracle all on its own. I mean, when I think, you know, of the 90s and um, drugs and raving and drinking and, um, you know, you, you, what you, you, were, you were at the peak age for all that stuff, weren't you? The 90s. Uh, I was and I, I, I was in my peak as well and made the most of it. I mean, you know, a lot of things, there's a lot of things. Um, well, I don't, I don't think I do regret because those things you know it's true what they say it doesn't mean it makes you stronger but um you know and sometimes I feel a little bit sad when I see same people making the same mistakes and you know and and we talked before about you know your um eating disorder and how I felt so guilty about that um but you've you've got to let guilt go and you know otherwise you can't progress and you can't you know do it and I think you've also you've really got to praise yourself I used to have this um American boss years ago I think that was in the 90s and he said that you should get it was in that in that day you know when American what what would you call it inspiration was really high and they had you know all those posters and things like that like climb for the top um, <laughs> and he, he used to say every morning you should get up and look at yourself in the mirror and say I am fucking amazing oh and and I I really sometimes I still do that I mean I so I got I I'm studying law I've always wanted to study law I've tried twice before and each time I'm pregnant no cover for me 
Um, and the pandemic came and I got furloughed and I just seized it as a chance to do what I've always wanted to do. And I've just finished my first year yesterday with a distinction. Yeah, and I've done that and I didn't realize I was so excited because I because I'd, I'd I mean I love it I enjoy it so much and it's you know I've, I've always been interested in it and I'm loving the learning process and I you know I wanted to be a barrister when I set out um but I don't think that's what I want to do now I want to work in family law right yeah um and you know, and I've and it's only this afternoon that I reminded myself, not only have I done this, but I've done it in pandemic. I had a life-saving operation. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah, court we should case, probably talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. So and I and I've and I've done it. And then I was thinking, oh my God, next year I won't, well, hopefully I won't have any of these things on my plate but I, I think it's a real testament to if you want something you work just got it. okay yeah you've let's just not got forget that you're also a single mum I am and you've given up alcohol how long are you saving I her? have it's been well over a year now yeah I've done I've done it before I did it nearly before and um it's really weird it's the only thing that I've ever really sort of got addicted to drugs I can take or leave um I used to have an awful lot of cocaine um back in the day not like last week (laughs) although you know um but and and I never got addicted to that it's never bothered me I can take it or leave it and um I suppose bulimia is a bit like an addiction as well mm. in a lot of ways. Um, but the alcohol really got me. That, that has been my crutch. I mean, and, and if you think about our family, alcohol, especially on mum's side, and if mum's listening, yeah, mum, don't take this to heart. <laughs> but as well as mum having issues with alcohol in the past, which we've witnessed, and seen, mm. a lot of the women in her side of the family as well, I would say probably drink quite a bit as well I don't know I mean I don't know now as much but I remember when I was younger it was always a theme so I kind of think maybe our family is just a little bit wired Mm -hmm. to have that yeah I mean the thing is with life it's a theme you know you go out for dinner you have a glass of wine you stay in and have dinner you have a glass of wine the football's on you go to the pub and drink beer um you know and I think socially acceptable isn't it so because of that that makes it like all the other things that you could potentially get addicted to are you're not allowed like it's yeah. you shouldn't be doing it whereas alcohol it's okay to do it so there's that yeah it's just easier to it for it to become such a big deal absolutely it's what leanne said i think it was leanne said last yeah. week like everybody getting the day off the day after the final oh, gosh, yeah. it's basically you know the government saying and the bosses go out get shit faced you know yeah. nearly die maybe get run over get alcohol poisoning but as long as you're in by 11 it'll be all right and um and yeah that, that made me quite mad as well <laughs> and um yeah, and I said to my son, I watched the final with my son, um, and that's our thing. He and I, my daughter likes rugby, but my son and I like football. He's Chelsea, I'm Spurs. 
great when they play each other. It's fantastic. But if we if if Spurs win, he'll usually go to bed because he <laughs> he hates that I gloat. Um, but yeah, that's our thing. And I said to Isaac, my son, on Sunday, I said, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I said, of all the occasions I've got through without alcohol, how the hell am I going to do this if we go to penalties? Yeah, I think if you know if you really want it. And I love having a clear head on a Sunday now. I absolutely love that. And, you know, and well, yeah, I just think it's a big thing of life, but certain people, you know, it's just not good for them. I mean, you know, I, I wonder sometimes if, you know, maybe I'm allergic to it. And, you know, but the thing is, I can't, I can't once I start, if I, if I have a glass of wine, I have a bottle. If I have a bottle of wine, I have another bottle. And if I have another bottle of wine, then I'll have another bottle until I'm so tired, I'll go to bed. I take it to the maximum, mm. you know? So I just thought, well, if I take alcohol out of the equation, um, and now, I mean, gosh, today with this heat, I think I'm in danger yeah. of drowning from the inside <laughs> with the amount of water. Do you want to um, talk about why you stopped drinking? Because I don't know if you yeah. mind me saying that it's been an issue. Well, in the it, it has been an issue in the past. And the trouble is, um, it's been at the worst times of my life that I've done it, uh, where it's been really bad for me. And I, don't, and I don't, still don't know to this day why I do that. And I, I think it's to numb the emotions and the feelings. Um, and it's just so I can ride it out with, without without thinking about it and um I mean and obviously as you get older the hangovers you know just get horrendous so you know I was feeling really bad but it's well it's it's just too easy and um but yeah it was just getting too much and I looked at pictures of myself and it was affecting my skin I mean I've you know I used to have the most beautiful smile People always said to me, gosh, you've got such beautiful teeth. You've got such a beautiful smile. And I don't know whether it's the drink or, I mean, it's not like I've got massive gaps missing or anything. I've still got all my teeth. But, you know, they did start to get darker and things. And my... Because you drink uh, red wine. Yeah. Yeah. That was your drink, wasn't it, red wine? Yeah, it was. That or whiskey, to be honest. Um and stuff I gave up smoking and even that was much easier than but I just got to a point I don't know I just I'd gone through the first custody battle and that hit me like a train Mm. and I'm pretty sure that people were laying money on it and saying yeah she'll be you know she'll be flat on her back in no time and um and the men in my life have actually had a lot of control over how much I drink because I'm such a strong personality um, and such a strong person that the only way you can keep me down is to get me drunk. Then, you know, I will let you have what you want. You can have as much money out of me purse as you want. And, you know, and it, it's a way of keeping me subdued. And, um, and I'm not... You know, that's never going to happen again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I won't be in a relationship ever again. 
mean, as your sister, I feel I can say you have not got the best taste in men, love. Oh my um, god! Do you know what? The there've last been some real one. treats along the way. Oh, the last, the last one. I still have to sit and think to myself, what were you thinking? Oh god, I could say that about a lot of them, to be fair. Oh, all of them, all of them. But maybe some beautiful children, some of them. So well, I mean, I have a fan- I have a fantastic relationship with Ottomanizers, Dad. Yeah. And um and my relationship with Emily's father is really, really difficult, as you know. Mm-hmm. And again, it's control. I've let them all have control. And um, and I think that stems, yeah, it well, people can't quite believe it when they know me and they know what a strong person I am. And they're always very surprised that I let these men come into my life and walk all over me. What do you think it is? Do you think it's like a fear of being alone or do you think it was I like... I think it was. I think it... I, I've thought about it and I think it was definitely a fear of... I mean, when oh, when I had Jade, you know, I was 17 years old and I just wanted the whole thing. I wanted the nice house, the the nice garden, the Labrador dog, a loving husband who had a great job and we went off on holidays and Christmases were like in the movies and I never I never got that every time I tried I never got it and um, but then as I got a little bit older I also realized all the things I was missing out on like going out with friends, mm-hmm. having a job where, you know, where when everybody would go to the pub on a Friday night and you'd have to go home and because uh, because you've got a child at home. So you have to do it then. And um, yeah, and I, I was think- quite young then. I mean, when Jade was born, I was six. So yeah. like having a little sister, really. And, and now she is like my sister. Yeah. We're so close in age. So it's lovely, really, you know, and I know it wasn't the, the ideal s- situation to have Jade at 16. Mm. But I think, yeah, I, don't, I mean, people, I don't... a lot of people have children young and Jade, you know, yeah. Jade is like a sister to me. And I I, yeah, I don't think there is any correct time for people to have children. And, you know, and also as well, you don't have to be in a relationship to have children. Some couples that I know are absolutely terrible at raising their children. And I know single mums who are so much better. Mm. Um, you know, and a single, a single parent has an awful lot to offer. I have more time with Emily than, you know, than I've ever had with, with any of my children um and when she when I had to homeschool her during the pandemic I saw that as a blessing um because I got to see what she was learning I got to have an input into that I learned how to do binary code (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) Emily was really confused about it and I said let me have a look and I was like oh gosh this is really confusing and then I figured it out so we did all this binary code together and I said to her, we were sat at the table and I said, well done, that's brilliant. You should always learn something new. And she said, thank you, mummy. And I went, I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to myself. <laughs> it sounds like, because your your mindset at some point has changed. And I think it's probably done what mine's done as well in that you see things differently. And had it been a few years ago, this lockdown COVID situation would have completely fucked me up even more. Yeah. But because I managed, it happened at a good time. Like I've 
I've taken it and I've made the most of it. Like it sounds like you have yeah. with your course, it's like doing the law degree and the homeschooling with Emily. Like I've just got on with it and yeah, it's shit. And there's a lot of shit. And you've had obviously like, we haven't even talked about your operation stuff, but <laughs> you, 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 it just sounds like when you, when you change the way you see life. Yeah. You just, things just, oh, everything just seems different and it's it, different. Isn't it wonderful? It yeah. is. It, it's like somebody flicks a switch. Yeah. And I think lockdown for me, I was, I was already thinking I've, I've got to stop. This has got, I've got to stop. I felt like a, a hamster on a wheel and I thought this has got to stop. And because the whole world stopped with me, mm. it was so much easier. No FOMO. You're not missing out on anything by stopping this, everyone yeah, else. Yeah, absolutely. And, and now when I hear the people come back from the pub, you know, really noisily and drunk and a lot of them getting in their cars. Um, and I just think, oh, thank God I'm not like that anymore. You know, and I don't think I ever will be again. I just I don't have the it's like I've retrained my body. I was going to say, and... what do you think? I, I feel like you've probably done this a couple of times where you've mm. you've found really... found your stride and you've, you've stopped drinking yeah. and you've got yourself back on the straight and narrow in inverted yeah. commas. I, I think what's different yeah. this time? Because I feel like it I... is. I mean, Mama said we feel like it's different this time like you're it really is, yeah it is time. different and I think it's because it was all about me it's what I wanted and I was you know I'd always thought I was quite a selfish person but then I realized that I wasn't really because I didn't give myself <laughs> I didn't give oh, myself <laughs> didn't give myself enough care yeah. well maybe I was selfish but not in the right way I wasn't you know I wasn't taking care of myself and um and my god when I got rushed into hospital um which we can talk about after well I was in recovery I just thought oh my god thank god I stopped drinking mm. because I gave my body a real fighting chance because it could have been so completely different yeah. um but it I mean it just it feels different I mean when sun's out, normally I would want to sit in the garden and drink an ice cold cider but I haven't even thought about that and I've just I filled all those gaps with with other with other things and obviously now that I've got this distinction I mean, all this just spurs me on because if, you know, if that's what I can do in a crisis, think what I can do with no outside problems, stone cold sober. I'm going to absolutely rock this. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to go become a lawyer and I'm going to go into family law and I'm going to help people that in divorce and custody situations and I'm totally focused on what it is I want to do. Do you think, like, this is something I, I often think, like, every shitty thing that had happened, without it, you wouldn't be here, like, doing where Absolutely. this now. And yeah. you have to, like, you look at it that way and think, well, I just wouldn't be in this position had I not gone through all of that crap. Yeah, I, I, I quite agree. I mean, I think for me, I think there's two different types of people. There's people that something awful happens and they just go on and something awful happens and they just go on and something awful happens and they just go on. And then 
all of a sudden you just plummet to the bottom and that the only choice you've got is to come back again and I think I've I I've always had to hit rock bottom to give me the strength to come back again and um, it's it's like the universe is teaching me something um, and I always, I always think. I mean, you're too, you're too young to remember Weebles, but you used to get these little toys that had like heavy bases in the 70s, and it said the advert was Weebles wobble, but they never fall down. Um, and I, and I actually feel like one of those little boxing men that you get for the kids, and you blow up, and they're weighted at the bottom. They just and keep getting up. Yeah, you can punch it to the floor and it'll just come back up again. I mean, I have to give myself credit for that. You know, you've always done that. You've all. I feel like yeah. I, you know because I know you. It's difficult, but like yeah. you always come back. Like my sp- my spring back's good, <laughs> but you know, sometimes back ability is very good. Yeah, sometimes I've been down a long time, but you you know you can't you can't keep me down not forever and um and I think I owe it to myself this time more than ever I mean I just I get so mad sometimes and think to myself why why did I why did I let alcohol do that to me and why you know why did I just carry on you know what did I get out of it well I mean think of all the bloody money that you spend it's It's, yeah I I think that's why we always struggled you know as your family like like we knew how much potential and how how strong you were and you know and, and we just kept thinking why does she keep doing this to herself like mm. if it was anything like me Laura like people saw it in you the potential and what you could do and you kind of like saw it a little bit but you didn't believe it and the longer things yeah. went wrong or things went shitty that just like just mm. confirmed the fact that you know it, what's the point in trying what's the point you're worth if you're gonna get knocked shit. down I'm not, yeah I'm not saying that about you that's how I looked at me it's like what why and you mm. just it was it, it was almost more comfortable and everyone knew that if you just stayed in that it's easier to, to that act state, like that crappy state. Act, yeah absolutely and think all along the line you know you think I would have the children would have been enough for me to do it and my career would have been enough for me to do it and being rock bottom financially was enough to do it but in the end the only thing that made me do it was myself yeah it has to be you it doesn't yeah. matter that the other things yeah you, I mean I don't have children but I do believe that unless you want it for yourself you're not going to pull yourself out of it you're not yeah. yeah absolutely I mean I've just gone through a thing with the children recently you know again to what Lisa and and Leanne and you guys were saying the other day it was expected of me when I went to a party that I was going to get drunk and I'm pretty sure I didn't get invited on a lot of family things because they knew I was going to get drunk um and everything but just just recently I'm still the butt of the joke especially with the older children um mainly my son and I had to say to him it's it's over now it's it's finished and I need you to have faith in me Mm. and know that this is this is this is it this time it's it's not going to carry on because I I can 100% guarantee that it will never go back to the way it is and um, I would lay money on it a lot of money 
if I had it. I, I get that, that feeling. It, it, it's really hard to describe because I keep yeah. saying to you, what's different this time? And I don't, I don't know what's different with me this time, but the, you just know, there's something that's... No. Mm. It's, it's really hard. To, I, yeah, I agree. It's really, really hard to describe it. It's almost like I wish I could show somebody like a you know, like a thermometer thing where on where the levels are of how it's never going to happen again and how strong you are and say, look, I'm at 100 percent. But you can't I can't I mean, I can't describe it and I can't 100 percent pinpoint why it's happened. Like, remember the day you woke up and thought this is it I've had enough now I'm not drinking anymore I'm getting my life sorted like what can you remember the time or the day can like I think I think I just well yeah I was gradual no well there was lots of things I mean when when the custody battle first the first with Emily started I mean that really floored me I mean I that is the one thing after everything that's happened to me in my life, that is the one thing that nearly put me under the ground. And I drank. I drank when I got back from the court, even though it had been brought up that my drinking was an issue. Um, and then my, blood, my my beautiful dog died. And I got. I was absolutely heartbroken. So I finished off a bottle of whiskey. I remember waking up in the morning and thinking, it was like I was outside of my body and thinking to myself, what the hell are you doing? Get off your ass and fight for your daughter. And um, and I did it. But I mean, unfortunately, I had a partner at the time and he he was still drinking um, oh, and smoking weed. And which one's And whatever else. And um yeah, so it was really, really difficult. Um, and then um, I, I tried to slow it right down. I had a friend um, and I mean, I've never needed much encouragement, but she was feeling it and wanting to drown her sorrows and she'd get me to do it with her. And I just thought, I don't want to live like this anymore. Fed up. I'm just, I'm fed up with people looking at me and just thinking oh yeah that's her that's that's the girl that got drunk at the barbecue the other day or that's the and as I got older as well the less you can you can take your drink I mean the hangers of us are worse but you you become drunk a lot quicker and I mean I've always been known for my stamina where drinking's concerned but it would be a bottle of wine and I would actually be quite drunk and um and sort of trip up the stairs or hurt myself and that feeling of waking up with bruises on your legs and arms and stuff and thinking oh my god how did I do that and I just thought I can't I can't do this I'm nearly 50 years old I can't keep doing this it's just crazy so much of my life is just passing me by without me even realizing it and um there's no point in drowning my sorrows I've got to get off my backside and do something about it and I just wanted to be the real me I didn't really 100% know who I was not anymore and now I'm beginning to realize that I am the bright and intelligent person that I've always proclaimed to be (laughs) I am a good mother it turns out that I'm not too bad at cooking either um and it yeah and I don't ever want to let it go not now I know mum and dad are really pleased as well like yeah it must be so nice for you guys to know that like you're all coming for my birthday and it must be so nice for you guys to know that I'm not going to get completely inebriated and 
pee myself or I don't know run off with a hod carrier (laughs) more that you know we're worried about you like mum and dad would come down to see you and come back with stories and and it was it was hard for them because they loved you and they didn't want you to be like that they just wanted you to be happy and you weren't and they couldn't Mm. help you they didn't know how to help you and that was the problem it was never what you did it was why you were doing it and how we just felt Mm. like we couldn't help you yeah I think you you have to it's it's a lot to do psychology on yourself and um and just turning it around and well now I found that Sarah McGuigan that's it I'm set for life now (laughs) I've got (laughs) Oh, the wine, yeah. The wine, yeah. The Shiraz that actually tastes like Shiraz, but has no alcohol in it at all. Oh, I tried that. That is the only oh. one red that I feel like it, is a red. It, yeah. yeah, do you not think that it's actually nicer than their actual Shiraz with alcohol in it? I probably wouldn't have had, what was it, McGuigan's when it was, yeah. But I, white I, drink, I, yeah, and I, I've tried the odd red with my mum, but that we was we were quite pleased with that one. Yeah, I really liked it. They do a white as well, um, but that's that's a little. You're fine with non-alcoholic whites. They're a little bit sweet. They oh, they're sweet and full of sugar. They're just for making one. Yeah, up I think they overcompensate by putting loads of sugar in it. Yeah, that Bellanco is nice though, Shay. That Bellanco is lovely, or whatever it's sparkling. Non. Yeah, no, that is lovely, and I like the fact that it's not just. It tastes nice, but it is actually got less of the crap in it like the other ones have. Mm. Um, it's like 28 calories for 125 ml or something. It's really yeah. low, low cal. You can have a whole bottle and it wouldn't really dent yeah. your intake that day. That's uh, th- yeah, that's one of the things, actually, I found as well. What I found out now is that, obviously, I drink fast anyway, and I do drink large quantities anyway, whether it's tea. I've mm. cut my coffee right down, tea or water. Um, but also as well, I think one of the keys that I found, I've realised now, now that I've found non-alcoholic, it's not that I, I don't drink it every day, but quite often now I will treat myself on a Friday, which is when I always used to get drunk anyway. And I sit at TV or have my dinner and I get my nice wine glass and I have, and I've realised that it's like a ritual for me. And it, I still get that feeling of, Ah, this is nice. And when I watched the football, I had um, non-alcoholic wine. Which, which, it still does the same. It's And I've realised it does the same thing for me. So it must be more about the ritual than it is the actual wine itself. Yeah, It's the feeling um, it gives you that at yeah. the end of the day, opening that bottle, pouring the glass. I think it's just the act of it rather than yeah. the actual which I think. Itself. Yeah, which is where a lot of women, you know, they say now that women are drinking a lot more at home and they're opening the wine at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, And it is probably the ritual of it more than the alcoholic hit itself. And and to be able to sit and do that and then the next day waking up and feeling wonderful is just a gift, I think. It is amazing. I think I sometimes think now I know what that feeling is to have that clear head and not have it clouded by anything it's like I don't remember that before I stopped was there ever a time that I had that like when was it when I was like what 15 or you know that's you got 
and I think god how much of my life have I not been me like really yeah. me because I don't think I was really me mm, I think you're I think you're 100% right you're not really your person because you're not you're not not drastically but you're not in your right mind yeah it alters in- the state yeah it, yeah, alters- it alters your state and also the next day you're hungover so you might be quite grouchy you'll eat a load of stuff that you wouldn't normally eat because you know you're feeling bad and that's not you either so even even when you're not drinking it it affects you and um, it I mean it, it's when you think of all the mistakes that you make while you're drinking you know I mean for me now I think I'm so in control that I don't want to lose control again yeah yeah that's what I, I used to get I think so well I still get annoyed with myself because you know I, I do have a have a drink now and then and it is and and like Laura said like it's difficult I don't have an off switch yeah and occasionally I'll slip and it's it's hard because like you wake up the next morning and you're like, why you did I do yourself. that like I have got clothes on um it's just like you say cross it yourself for doing it again yeah. like, because I had that period where I didn't drink for a long time like why can't I just get back into that mindset and I I I think that's another thing we need to do you know stop being cross at ourselves um you know I've always nobody could badmouth me or hurt me more than I could possibly do it myself so they might as well not have tried because I I have been my own worst critic to the point where I've driven myself being so low about myself and the only person that's put me there is me yeah definitely and um I was I was sunbathing in the garden on Saturday and um and great legs running our family mum had them I had them now Lisa's got them um and I looked and um I, I lost weight after the operation <laughs> I mean that's the great thing about not drinking wine is losing that belly and um and I and I looked and I thought oh my legs aren't what they used to be and then I thought how dare you speak to your body like that it's just saved your life yet again giving you four beautiful children and you're saying and moaning about you know that maybe you've got a bit too much fat around your knees <laughs> <laughs> you always have great legs I did I know the boys love them got me into a lot of trouble <laughs> tell Shay who you went to school with who you used to hang around with we're at school what our music teacher who oh who do you used to hang around with it who went to Collingwood same time as you, you used to hang around with them can you not remember? Are you that old? Yeah, I am that old. Who? You got hung around with Bross. Oh my God. No, we were we were mates. Yeah. We were mates. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were really good friends. I used to go around to there, have a cup of tea and stuff. And it was we watched, we we were watching Top of the Pops once and level 42 were on. And um Matt was like, we're gonna be on that one day. And we just ripped the piss out of him for about 10 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. That is but so- they, yeah they were okay they were really good I used to have a tape so because before they were called bros they were called gloss um and Matt Matt actually yeah Matt actually gave me a demo tape and um obviously years later I didn't have it and when they were at their height I probably could have sold that (laughs) yeah but um, you always seem to like get into those circles because I remember when um I split up with was it Stuart I split up with and I um came up and stayed oh, with you to the Manchester 
pizza and we went to that bar and that's where I met um scary spice in the toilet or her sister. that's right yeah. yeah it was so random like the spice girls were in the same bar as us my sister always seemed to have this knack of yeah well like, they were the they were the like roadie management people yeah but um yeah no I used to hang out in the reform club in Manchester so I knew a lot of the footballers um and things like that and then when we had the restaurant in London we had a lot of celebrity parties um but that's all gone now so the other day because uh, Isaac's dad's obviously um ultimate Isaac's dad still does photography video work and things and I said to Isaac oh is that your dad on the phone is he all right he said yeah he's just doing a shoot with Stormzy and I went <laughs> what? and I went what's a Stormzy <laughs> <laughs> and I had to and Isaac laughed at me and rolled his eyes and I had to phone a friend <laughs> oh my god I remember that bar you had in London I remember was yeah. it Patsy Kensett and when she was with Liam oh Gallagher god yeah we were church. it was she used to go to church as well the same church yeah but yeah um Oasis the Bee Gees uh Bjork my sister had so many different jobs and lived in so many different. Bobby Williams, yeah, yeah, wow, but yeah, yeah. It was, you know, I've, oh my god, I've had such an amazing life. I've done. Look, you need to write a book. It's similar well, to my... Leanne, really. Yeah. You know how Leanne had those kind, went in those kind yeah. of circles. It's quite. Yeah, a... that's that's right. She did. Yeah, it's a whole different life. You don't really pay for anything, especially your drugs and your champagne. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, mum keeps, mum has always said to me that I should write a book. And I, my God, it'd have to be like a Lord of the Rings trilogy. Your horror series. <laughs> it would be a horror <laughs> series. People would be wanting to read three first just so they could feel better. <laughs> they'd be scarred for life, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, I do. I mean, and that, that, that's why I want to go into family law as well, is I, I want to give, I've realised that lots of people have been in the same circumstances that I've been in. And um, I'd just like to give back a bit, really. Well, and be paid for it would be nice. Well, yeah. Isn't it weird how, like, the people who go through the shit and come through the other end will go, it's not like they go full circle and then they want to be the ones that are helping those. Yeah. Like you just hear it all the time, and it, I mean, it's great. Mm. It sounds so cliche, but it's, it, it it happens. I th- I think your empathy grows. I don't think in the early years of my life I was very empathetic, um, and I have a lot more empathy now. But also as well, I don't suffer fools anymore. I used to have empathy, and I'd get sucked in in situations. Yeah. You deserve it. You learn now, don't you? And you learn, yeah. and then you you have I guess you've got more gratitude so you want to go back and use what you've learned to help other people yeah I mean I have shed loads of gratitude I mean I'm even amazed how much I've managed to turn my life around but it's great because I'm not thinking oh well the rest of my life could have been like this if you hadn't have messed up you know all those thoughts are gone and and I just oh I love my own company now. I don't need to be out in bars or pubs. I just, oh, I love my own company. And, um, and I think it's really true what they say as well, that you can't expect anyone to love you unless you love yourself. And I, I think self-love is so important. 
and and like I said in the garden the other day and I told myself off mm. um for being negative about my figure I mean Jesus Christ I'm nearly 50 I, don't, I think I still expected to look like I don't know like a supermodel so. we, we we're kind of conditioned to look for things and because you've got so much of your life together now all you could find a negative thing was about that your legs weren't yeah. as good as they used yeah. to be we just I mean, can't I, help yeah. find one thing that, that that's why I won't have any social media and things because I, I just don't want any negativity in my life whatsoever and I shaved down my friendships as well I really began to realize which people were in it for themselves and which people were actually my true friends and um, that's really helped as well mm. you that that's that was one thing that scared me realizing that if I went down this path of doing right for me I was potentially going to lose a lot of friends and it would it's hard to accept that you need to do yeah. that they're no, they're no good for you but you still don't want to let go but yeah yeah once you've done it and you realize how much better it is I mean I mean I still like, I put up with Lisa I decided to keep you <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna dignify that with <laughs> I'm a wonderful friend you are like literally though you are like you've been there I think through my, well all of it yeah yeah you, you I wasn't really sure what I was getting myself into when I met you Shay but um, <laughs> you have a lot of empathy. Out. <laughs> you, you're a very very kind empathetic person but you've got a very tough out here oh exterior. yeah Laura, I'm scared of her I was scared of her when we first like met up I didn't yeah. I thought I thought god she's going to be the hardest one to like yeah. be friends here and yes, that look doesn't she yeah there was something mm. but and then that's what surprised me then when we're the ones that ended up just still I don't know well we yeah we're doing a podcast together like all these years later yeah um, yeah she I mean yeah so much when I when I've seen your softer side probably only about twice in 40 years but I've seen it it's really taken me aback because even as your sister um I've thought oh gosh that's a soft side to our Lisa that I've never seen before and um although I do keep offering to marry I do <laughs> you told Shay about that my husband yeah, yeah when I phone the house I always say um I always say to Richard in the background don't forget if you get fed up with her <laughs> fed up with her I'll marry you <laughs> you can have him <laughs> You've been for about a decade. <laughs> you can have him as long as I get half of everything he earns. Oh dear. No, I wouldn't. I'm not giving him up for anyone. He so. is. He's you, a you, if he is listening, Rich, if you're listening, she has tried to palm you up on me as well. Oh, we're in that you. special club. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to have to have you back on, Laura. Like we could just talk forever. There is. There, there talk is. about what your operation was because we've referred to it. Well, yeah, um, people are going to be like, yeah. what, what was I mean, this operation? That... So, yeah, just talk us through it quickly. Well, it was, it was, I went to bed, I was reading in bed, and I just, all of a sudden, really, really got this horrendous pain in my stomach. I, I've never, even um, contractions weren't that bad. And um, I stood up and I tried to stand up straight and I couldn't. And it felt like my whole insides were pulling themselves in. Um, and then I was actually sick because the pain was so intense. 
Um, and luckily, um, Isaac was on the phone to his dad and his dad pointed out, you know, that I've got quite a high pain threshold and that he should call me an ambulance. Um, it was one of the worst nights that they had had during the pandemic. I was, there were 22 ambulances queuing up to get in. Um, and I got seen in the morning and they thought I had appendicitis. Um, so they took me up to the surgery ward and then they took me for a scan. And then the most bizarre thing happened. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but it was actually terrifying at the time. And this doctor walked in and he said to me, right, so about this cyst. And I said, oh, it's a cyst, is it? And he said, have the surgical team not been to see you? And I said, no, no one's been to see me. He said, oh, they haven't talked to you about the cancer then. And then he just left. And I'm like, what? I'm just sat there thinking, did he just tell me I've got cancer? Am I dying? I mean, and I was just left thinking, what the hell is going on? And then the nurse came in, she said, we're gonna take you for a scan, you know, like a baby scan. Am I right? Like ultra scan, that's yeah, ultra scan. Um, so she sat down, she said, right, um, apparently I've got to look for a cyst that's attached to your left ovary. Um, and then she just sat there and she said, oh my God. And I said, what? She said, <laughs> she said I can't see any of your ovaries. She well, you were actually at a hospital here, Laura. I'm a little bit like concerned where you were. It's it's seven, yeah, mm -hmm. at a hospital. Um, yeah, and she couldn't she couldn't see any any ovaries or anything because I had this cyst um, in that was filling up the whole of my pelvis, and um, I had emergency surgery. Um, they had to take it out whole because um, in case there was cancer in the fluid. Um, and two days previously, because he was like, you know, have you not had any symptoms? And I said, no, nothing. I said, oh, I did say to my neighbour the other day that I thought I'd eaten too much bread because my tummy is swollen. <laughs> he went, nothing else. And I went, no. And I was lifting concrete two days before. Um, and he said to me, if that had burst, we would have really struggled. And um, yeah, so in the end it came out and it had completely crushed my womb. Um, my ovaries were gone um, and even my cervix was in pieces. Um, and it weighed a kilo um, in weight and there was a litre fluid in it. So I'd literally been walking around with like a whole Coke bottle in my pelvis. <laughs> you really didn't like... No, no idea. I was still having periods. Because, yeah, because I was thinking, you know, why haven't I gone into menopause? And I was actually getting a bit irritated because obviously I wasn't planning on having any more children. I didn't want any. I'm not in a relationship. And you kept thinking, oh, why am I still having periods every month? Why can't I just hit the menopause? Um, and obviously, when they take your ovaries away, um, you, you go into menopause straight away. And so that was really weird, knowing on the morning of the operation, I didn't know when I, when I was going to hit menopause, but I knew by the time I woke up in the afternoon that I would be in menopause. It, again, a lucky, I mean, I can't tell you, I've had car crashes, my horse chucked me on top of a moving car. I've just nearly died so many times. Had a wardrobe on top of you when you were little? Uh, yeah, fractured my skull. I, I, both Emily and I died during the emergency C-section. 
to have her. Jesus. Um, yeah. Such a drama queen, this one. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always had this philosophy in life. If you're gonna do, hey, if you're gonna do a job, do it properly. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, she can't help clearly, it. Clearly, clearly, there's a massive reason that you have to be here. Like, I say, I honestly mm. think like that. That yeah, so many times, and I, I always look at myself in that. I actually tried to check out quite a few times by my own choice, which is ridiculous. But me to still too. be here, it means I've got to do something. I can't just I, just fun around yeah. now. Like, absolutely I mean I, I, I went through you know I've tried to take my own life a couple of times um and I just thought to myself my god why is god punishing me why is he leaving me here he's just going to make my life absolute hell and if it doesn't sound too conceited you know I think to myself now you know I'm, I'm just so lucky to still be here and I'm obviously here for a reason and and hopefully you know it might not be a major reason it might be something quite little you might make a difference in one person's life that changes the whole direction mm. of their life and um it's just I just I'm just I feel so blessed that I'm still here yeah. and and that's when I thought to myself thank god I gave up drinking because that it, god knows what that would have done to to my body I'm so glad you're still here like oh two nice things <laughs> yeah I don't yeah, I'm really worried. Yeah. Very worried she said now. that last one with a bit of a weird smirk on her face just for people listening <laughs> yeah. oh god uh, we're sisters we have that kind of um <laughs> love-hate relationship yeah, I think, I mean, I think we're getting on so well now that we're both a bit older and I'm not so chaotic. And, and um, I don't have a massive chip on my shoulder anymore. Yeah, well, you're a lot more approachable now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as a, you know, as a family, sorry, as a family, <laughs> we've, we've rebuilt, we've rebuilt our, you know, our, our family is amazing. We've never given up on, we've had some really rough times sometimes. And we've never given up on each other. And and look where we are now. And I think that's all amazing. I mean, I just, it's like uh, we, we lost an uncle yesterday. And I would have given oh, wow. absolutely anything to be able to just go and give mum a cuddle. And I don't feel bad. I'm around the corner. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, you know, but that's... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Do make her feel bad. Why didn't you go yeah. and give your mum a cuddle? I was in isolation. <laughs> I oh, shit, yeah. Okay, okay. Give I'll, go, I'll give her a cuddle tomorrow when she comes to do my ironing. <laughs> <laughs> Is she still doing your ironing? She likes Is she it. doing it? She likes it. it. Well, I mean, I, I meant in life do. generally. Hey. I meant in life generally that your mum is still doing your ironing. Like, oh, I think I think you realise. I think that when you go through a lot, you you know you realise. I certainly do realise now how important family is, yeah. and and to to support each other and and love each other. And at the moment, my goal is to have my daughter Emily the youngest because of all the court case and various other things which I can't really talk about and her mental health really she really struggles sometimes which is a shame because she's such an amazing child and um, I want to show her that no matter what happens you just get up you carry on and you do it with your head held high and don't 
don't let anyone ever pull you back. And well, she's seen me fight for her now. So I think she'll she'll appreciate that as she gets older. She's lovely. She's amazing, Emily. She is. She's, very I mean, strong. she's a diva. She's definitely uh-huh. in Sefton. She's a, a diva in the making. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she, she's bright. She's pretty. They all are. I mean, they. I, I look at all of them sometimes. When, when the eldest smiles, I always think, gosh, she's so beautiful. And Autumn is lovely, and but she's got a beautiful smile as well, and the most beautiful eyes. And the boy, don't even get me started on the boy. <laughs> I am that mother. I've got one. Mothers and boys in this family. My mum, oh. my brother. Jeez. Yeah, they're worshipped. <laughs> they are. Jack, yeah. I, but I suppose I'm the same with Jack, so... Um... Oh, well, he is beautiful. He's going to be a heartbreaker, that boy. Definitely. He already breaks my heart when he's mean to me. Oh, but... I think I would get the shock of my life when I see Jack next, because... He's a teenager. Yeah, that's what's... Like, the last time was... Was he... Was it when you were here? No, it was... Oh, it might have been. Or you came here and he was hiding behind the door. But yeah, it might have been when we came and stayed with Louis. And they were both. No, the the time he was hiding behind the door was the first time I met him. Oh, okay. But then, like, yeah, the last, when he came here and he met Louis and like, he was just, I mean, that was, that's been years. I know. We need to get together. Before we all, before we all get put down in lockdown again. God. I know it's just so. It's, but, um, oh. We've been talking for ages, so I feel like we should probably wrap it up. Right. But no, thank you um, for coming on. Oh, you're think... looking really well, by the way. Me? Yeah, you I've look really garden. well. I've been in the garden. Look at you two being nice to each other. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm so proud. Only because I want to go in a hot tub in August. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Although I don't know about walking around your garden in a swimming costume. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Stop trying to flirt with my husband and you'll be fine. <laughs> hey, if I haven't got anywhere in all these years, I don't think it's happening, do you? Even I have to take it now. Definitely. He's got a brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's taken as well, though. So. Uh, oh, Wayne, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but no, thanks for coming on. And I definitely think we should have you on again. But I do love the podcast, girls. I really, really do. Thank you. And Shay, I hope to meet you soon. I know. I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be lovely. I, but I don't quite. Yeah. All right. Girl. But, yeah. Laura, thank you. Thank you for coming on. That's all right. My pleasure. Do anything for you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye, girls. Bye. Bye. Bye.